I hope you've been blessed. Who's been blessed so far? Amen. I think the team deserves a mighty big hand. Come on. Give them a hand. How cool is that? How cool is that? How cool is that? Now what you've been witnessing, what you've been seeing this morning is part of that story is what you and I daily go through and part of that story is also very much true and very dear to Elijah's heart. Now Elijah grew up in a Christian family, he's a pastor's son. And there was this dichotomy that he lived in, there's this dichotomy of, yes I have to be in my good behavior to seem like a good man, yet the reality in my life, inside my heart I'm crumbling, inside my heart I'm struggling. The reality is I am sinking down, but the expectations as a pastor's son, the expectations as a, a, a father, expectations as a whatever role that we play, we got to be this all together, I've got it all together, bury the pain, slap that plastic smile and carry on life. And as we continue to do that, and we've seen that for 28 years, Elijah lived that life until what he treasured the most, which was his body. Because Elijah is not only a professional dancer, but he's also a stuntman. To be a stuntman in movies, you need your body. And the very thing that he was depending upon gave up on him when he broke his knee doing one of the stunts for Lord of the Rings. And now all of a sudden, his whole world crumbles down. And as he said in that story, that was not an item. That was not part of the show. That was his life story. And this young man goes to him and prays for him in the middle of Market Road by Friends and Allies Cafe. I think now that I promoted them, I should get a free brunch there. But you see, God didn't heal his heart, but he, God, sorry, God didn't heal his knee, but God healed his heart. I think today there are so many of us, we got braces around us, we got weight around us, but what we need is the true love of God to come upon our lives, to experience that love. And we're talking about unmasking Christmas. I grew up in a Christian family. I'm a fourth generation Christian, Anglican background, and parents taught us to behave, behave, behave. You know, I think parents, you all admit to this, on the way to church, all hell breaks loose. And the parents manifest. And they tell the kids off, and the real side comes out, and then as we're entering into the church buildings, we say, now we all have to behave. Okay, you've got to behave, put on your smile. And we all go through that. I do that to my kids too. I'm not lying that. But what I'm talking about is actually really this Christmas, please, this is our desire. This morning what you witnessed is not just entertainment, but we pray that you will have an encounter with the real God. His name is Jesus. He is real. His love is real. His presence is real. His anointing is real. His word is real. He is not a liar. 
And if you open your heart and unmask that, I've got some masks with me, Shannon, if you can help me with my masks. But if we can only unmask this Christmas, we pray as a church body, we pray, thank you, we pray that you will not just have another Christmas with the weight on your shoulders, with a heart that is heavy, but I pray that you will find the time to unmask those things. Amen. Why do we wear masks? We wear masks because we don't want to expose our weakness. We don't want to expose our hurt. We don't want to expose the real us. Why do we wear masks? Because it covers. It hides. It helps to deceive people around me. And I've got these two masks. Now I'm going to ask a couple of volunteers. I want Jillian, come up here, Jillian. Come up. All right. I'm picking Jillian. Now I want to pick a grumpy face. I don't know who to pick, but can I just press a button? You know, sometimes you can press a button on somebody and the joy goes off their face, come up on the stage. The joy goes, on their, goes off their face and they get all, look all miserable. So I'm going to press that button now. This is totally unplanned, but Nelukshan, come up. Because Sri Lanka lost cricket to India. And he looked so miserable. I have videos, photos and all that. Look, I'm pulling him down right now. And when India lost to, to, to Australia, forgive Australia. When India lost to Australia, he said, I'm so happy India lost. Talk about Christian love. And I said, why? Because he said, because you're Indian. <laughs> so, so I want to put, because he looks grumpy, buddy, I'm going to give him a happy mask. She's got a beautiful smile, doesn't she? You can look over there. But I want to give you this mask. That's quite a creepy mask. But put that on. Look, even though he looks miserable on the inside, but look at his face. He looks amazing. This face is far more. Look over there. Don't look at it. It's scary. Kids, don't try this at home. But you see, that mask attracts you because he looks happy. But look at that mask. That looks scary. But you see, if you unmask it, the real miserable... No, I'm just kidding, but we're going to pick on him. But you see, I think a lot of us put those kind of masks on. She looks so scary, but look at that. She's actually smiling. <laughs> Give them a hand, please. You can take the masks. But I think, you know, I think a lot of us, we wear these masks to cover to deceive. And the problem for us is as adults, we think we should not be real. Please, I want to say, let's be real. Let's be real. If we are all real, we put the makeup business out of market. That's a joke. You can laugh. We hide a lot of things. So why do we wear masks? We want to be accepted. We'd rather be accepted than be honest. We were masked because we fear. Adam and Eve, when they sinned, God looked around and he said, Adam and Eve, where are you? Not that God lost Adam and Eve, but he's saying, look what you've done. They were wearing masks.
masks called fig leaves. They didn't cover their faces, but they covered most important parts of their body. But they were shame, full of shame and guilt. Why do we wear masks? We don't like, some, some of us, we don't like the real us. We wear a mask. Luke chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 says, You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long you will be exposed. You can't hide behind the religious mask forever. Sooner or later the mask will slip and your true face will be known. For a long time I wore a mask in my own life. I lived a dual life, a dichotomy life. I lived as a very good Christian on the outside, but inside me, I'm telling you, I was struggling and I could not ask for help. I didn't know who to ask for help. There was a pressure from the family, very good family. Mom and dad are very good, good people. There's a, we were well known in the church we were in. There was about, I think there were about 40 or 50,000 people in the church. Dad was in leadership, all that stuff. But I, need, I was crying out for help, but I couldn't cry out because I was too afraid to embarrass my parents and embarrass myself. But I realized that mask was slowly slipping away. Come on, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The mask develops when we accept labels, words spoken over us. We wear the mask because, you know, somebody buys a new car and you're like, ooh, they bought a new car, but we're happy for them, but we're miserable on the inside. You know, God doesn't want us to be like that because we carry these weights on us. We carry pain. And we don't heal the pain when we listen to those lies. The superheroes wear masks. You got Spider-Man, you got Batman, they wear masks and they wear their undies outside. You know, even them, they have a real pain on the inside. Even though they're not the superheroes, but they are broken on the inside. Spider-Man can't reveal his love to his Mary Jane because... He's a superhero. He used to put this mask on. But we all have to take a mask off one day. And if we don't, God will find us. And he will help us remove that. So why should we take a mask off? Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you are free. Amen. Jesus finished the work on the cross. Now it's your responsibility and my responsibility to live a life mask free. Come on. He's done it all on the cross. But now he's saying to you today, hey, be free. I've done it for you. All you need to do is maintain the freedom that I've given you. Please live in the freedom that I've given you. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. I know Paul was talking to the church at Galatians who were going into law. A lot of us as Christians, I want to encourage us not to live by law, but to live by the freedom that we have in Jesus. Amen. You have that freedom because God loves you today. I don't know what you're going through, but I want to encourage you. Stop wearing your mask. All these people, at least I should say, most of these people at most of the time, or most of the masks have been removed. You know, when we wear a mask, this is the difference I find as a pastor when I'm counseling people. If you have a wound, you know, when you press a button, the wound hurts. Amen. There's a difference between a wound and a scar. I have met or seen wounds that were 50 years ago, 
They had the wound and they still, it's painful. For 50 years. Why? Because they never opened it to God. And never found healing. Because a scar means you're healed. Amen. When it's a scar, you can talk about it. But when it's a wound, you don't want to talk about it. For many years, many of you know I had DVT. I nearly lost my leg, nearly died, all that stuff. But I struggled, and I'm saying this, I struggled to wear shorts. I was so conscious, I was so embarrassed. Because I wear a surgical socks, my left leg is a bit swollen, it's still swollen now. But I, I really struggled. It's only in the last two years I've been wearing shorts in public. I was out one day at the beach with Tom and Lisa and... Tom and Lisa, I think we went for coffee and Lisa was saying, yeah, that's fine, you look good. And it's like, it brings healing to your heart. Sometimes you think the whole world is watching you. It's like the whole world is watching my leg. If you're a teenager, the whole world is watching that one pimple on your face. No, honey. Nobody's interested in it. They all had pimples. They all, we all have scars. But when I heard Lisa say, Peter, that's okay, you look fine. Something hit me because it's funny how we learn to deceive ourselves. We all deceive ourselves. And I'm encouraging you, don't deceive yourself. Sometimes you think my words won't matter. Yes, they do matter when you stand by Starbucks buying a coffee frappuccino and you're having a great day at the beach and someone says, hey, you're fine. The leg is fine. I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. Okay, then I'm fine. But we all wear masks. We need to take them out because God has set us free. How did I unmask my own life. How did I unmask my own life? I will get to that. I'll read the scripture. I'll get to that and I'm going to close. Second Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. It says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, hallelujah, the veil is taken away. The mask is taken away. Amen. Can someone say amen to that? When you turn to the Lord, the veil, the burden, the shame, the guilt, the depression, the heaviness, the grief, everything is taken away because I turn to the true light and that's Jesus Christ. For the Lord is the Spirit and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, hallelujah. So all of us who have had the veil removed, the mask removed, can see. How cool is this? We can not only see, but look at this. Reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. All those that have been masks been removed, now through your earthen vessel, Jeremiah talks about, that through your cracks and your whatever you have, through that you can shine the glory of God and the light of God and be radiant for God because He set you free. Hallelujah. If you haven't unmasked, you can unmask it. If you've already unmasked, praise God. But only you know in your heart. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. Please don't deceive yourself. We are all good at deceiving ourselves. I'm okay. I'm okay. I was okay when I was playing cricket. A ball hit me on my knee. I was in, the ma in a match. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Adrenaline kicks in. Kicks in. I played a couple of more balls. I was so silly. I was carried uh, off the field. And I ended up on a, on a table for a knee surgery. And all I wanted to do was mask it. But I ended up having a surgery. Jesus unmasks 
not to expose and put shame and condemn you. He unmasks to heal, to restore, and to give you the identity only He has for you. Hallelujah. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. How cool is that? How did I unmask? Before I answer those two points, until you get the mask off your face, your heart, you are hurting on the inside. And the family around you are hurting too. I know when I go through something, my, growing up, my parents were hurting because of my stupidity. And if I do something silly or I'm hiding stuff, it will hurt my wife, my children, and my extended family. We think they don't care for us. We think they don't love us. They love you. But sometimes those that are receiving the blows and the punches don't know what to say. But we have to take the mask off. I had to take the mask off. This is what I did, two things. I had to admit my mistakes to God. I said, God, I am weak. I need you. I need you in my life. And then when I became a Christian because I accepted Jesus, asked him to forgive my sins, I never wanted to carry burdens on my shoulders. People have hurt me. People have deceived me. People have taken advantage of me. But I have to forgive them, not for their sake, but for my sake. Because if I don't forgive you, I am the one that is bitter. I am the one that is bound by chains. I am the one that is bound by shackles. And I can't get these shackles off my feet. Because I'm created to dance. I'm created to walk in freedom. I can't take these shackles off my feet. I need the love of Jesus Christ. The pure presence of God to come. And as I sit on the chair or I lie on the table as a vulnerable patient. And the Lord cuts my heart with his word. And opens my chest. And takes away the junk. And puts himself in me. And gives me a new identity. I am healed. I had to admit that. The other thing I've learned, when I stop hiding, I am bleeding. Sorry, when I'm hiding, I am bleeding. But when I stop hiding, I'm healing. Stop hiding. I'm not asking you to do anything here this morning, but I'm, saying, I'm just stirring us this morning. I'm saying Jesus set you free, amen. You are loved by God. He loves you so much more than your wife and your husband and your children that he died for you. He died not just a death, a wretched death. He loves you. That's his statement. He loves you. Nothing you can do can stop him loving you. Nothing you can do will stop him. Avoid. He won't avoid you. He will love you. He'll care for you. He's for you. God is for you. Just like these little kids that came and you all clapped. God wants us to come to him like little kids. Amen. So maybe it's time this Christmas that we forgive our spouses, our mother-in-laws. Somebody said amen. You know, 
I'm just kidding. I love my mother-in-law. She's sitting there. She's giving me the look. You know? Forgive your children. Children, forgive your parents. Because the Lord has set you free. Amen. Remove these fake masks. And let's become real. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me pray. Father, I pray as we talked about this mask and all that. Lord, we pray that as a Christmas, we unmask as Elijah's story, as we've heard his story, we've, we've witnessed this each person here. Lord, that you have touched them, you've healed them. We've seen how you have been working in their lives. You've restored. Yet, Lord, we are still being restored. We are still being renewed. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you, through your Spirit, only by your Spirit, as you reveal your love to us, as we sit in your presence, Lord, that you bring healing to our hearts. Help us. We don't even know sometimes how to remove the mask. We want to, but we don't know how to. Would you send us the Ananias? Would you send us the Nathans in the Bible? Would you send us the Barnabas when everyone's freaked out about Paul? Saul became Paul. Barnabas went and encouraged him. Would you give us these people in our lives that can journey with us that we may find Christ in the fullness? I pray this Christmas it will be about you, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So good, guys. So good. Amen. The team's going to come. We've got a, we've got a dance for you. We're going to finish with the dance. If someone can move this for me, thank you. Uh, we've got a dance after that. Uh, we're pretty much done. And, uh, but I do pray that, that you will take some time and you'll take some time and just wait on the Lord this season of Christmas. Take some time to sort those heart issues instead of blaming. Amen. All right. Someone's phone's ringing. That's my sign to say, quiet, Peter. Now, hey, God bless you. So just enjoy this dance. Be blessed by this dance. God bless you.